Welcome to the Way Home Podcast, a conversation about church, community, and culture. I'm your host, Dan Darling, here in Nashville, Tennessee. And today I'm glad to be joined by my good friend, Jonathan Howe. Jonathan is the Director of Strategic Initiatives at Lifeway Christian Resources. He's the host of several podcasts, including Rainer on Leadership with uh, Lifeway President Tom Rainer, SBC This Week. Jonathan, besides being one of my very good friends, is one of the most knowledgeable people I know on communications, social media, podcasting, blogging, writing, you name it. He is a guru at these things. He does it really well, does it with excellence for Lifeway. And I'm glad to have him on here to talk about some of those things. By the way, I want to thank all of you who have written, uh, tweeted, or otherwise communicated about the Way Home podcast. Really uh, glad to see that. This is how we spread the word. Uh, If you like the podcast, tell a friend. Maybe write a review on iTunes. If you have feedback, someone you think we should interview, or you have just some questions, send an email to wayhome at erlc.com. By the way, if you missed any of our podcasts, you can go to my website, danieldarling.com, and catch some of the conversations we've had with people like Lee Strobel or David Platt or Oz Guinness, Max Licato, Laura Story, Molly Hemingway, and many others. You can find all those at the website, danieldarling.com, or subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or however you like to listen to podcasts. Before we get to our conversation, I want to tell you about a really great event we're doing in January called Evangelicals for Life. We here at the RLC are partnering with Focus on the Family, CareNet, and some other organizations to really rally evangelicals to be a voice for life. If you have seen those Planned Parenthood videos and been part of the conversation and you are as outraged as I am, here's a way to kind of get equipped to be a voice for life in your community. This is January 21st and 22nd in Washington, D.C. We will also, after the conference, be joining the March for Life. It's a very exciting time with thousands of, of activists and young people and just really making a stand for life. If you'd like to attend, uh, you can uh, use the coupon code for Way Home listeners. That's Way Home, all caps, Way Home, and you can get 20% off on that. But for now, let's join our conversation with Jonathan Howe. So I'm here with my friend Jonathan Howe from Lifeway and uh, works for Tom Rainer and everything else good. Yes. Thanks for joining me here in, Thanks, the, in man. the studio. I appreciate it. Kind Thanks of ro- for having me on. Role reversal. Yeah, I know. You're a podcast host. Always the podcast host, never the podcast guest. I felt sorry for you, so I wanted you to have your... Yeah. The maiden voyage and, here. And this is the second guest interview I've done today, which is really strange. Wow. After not having been on a podcast as a guest ever. I think that's... This is tw- two in one day. This is really odd. That tweet helped. Yeah. People people were reaching out to you. So first I want to talk about social media. Then I want to talk about blogging, writing, blogging. And then I want to talk about podcasting. Okay. So those are the kind of categories I have in my head. So first I want to talk about social media because you've written a lot. You've... You're, you're kind of a social media guru at Lifeway. And I guess the first thing is, what are some of the mistakes that leaders make on social media? I think for one, the biggest mistake that I see people make is forgetting the permanency of mm-hmm. social media. They get yeah. so tied up in the immediacy yeah. that we forget the permanency of social media. Uh, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. If you tweet something crazy or mm-hmm. mean or... Vulgar, rude, whatever. There's going to be a screenshot. What happens with people that we just are like we forget we're in public? I mean, well, what is it about 
that? I'm not sure. I mean, I think we see it a lot, not just with social media, but just on blogs and comment sections. And it just people, you get behind the screen and you forget that there are people on the other side. I, yeah. I think the, the lack of a face on the other side yeah. makes us forget that there are people out there that can see, can hear, can read what we're writing, saying, and, and doing. And if you're a pastor or a church leader, or even if you're just a, you know, a lay person, I, I mean, people forget, right, how damaging it can be if you say something in the heat of the moment Yeah, that, um, you know, whether it's politics or sports mm-hmm. or anything, they, yeah. you forget how it damages your leadership, right? Yeah, and, and I, have a, I have a pastor in mind right mm-hmm. now that has has a track record of this mm-hmm. uh, that, I, I mean, I, I could show you the tweets. I've got a few of them saved on my phone, in fact, um, because it's just kind of he falls into this trap a, a quite a bit, and it really has damaged his credibility, his reputation, yeah. and his witness uh, within not just the evangelical community and, and Southern Baptist, but, uh, you know, through with people in his community where he pastors. Yeah. And it's been very damaging, and, and he's overcome it with some charisma. I, I say he's overcome it. He, he's battled back from that with some charisma, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he has a reputation of you know kind of inserting his foot into his mouth online uh, with a lot of people. And you know that's something I have trouble with yeah. <laughs> as in person sometimes. You know, I think we all have those moments where we go, I cannot believe I just said that. But yeah. you know, I, I've grown a little bit more... Um, disciplined online. And I think that that's something that we, we should strive for is, is a better discernment and discipline for what we post online as Christians to remember that it's not just you know our friends that are seeing this, but anybody can see this. I know one of the things we do, I do, and some people here at our team do, and even you and I do this sometimes, maybe text somebody yeah. <laughs> and say, hey, does this is this crazy? Or yeah. I mean, whether it's a, of- a blog or even a tweet or a yeah. post or... Like, that's probably a good practice, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of times, if you have to text, if, if I have to text you and ask, hey, Dan, can I, can I tweet this? It's probably not okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those yeah. things where if you have to ask, you probably already know the answer. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's just you want to make sure you have the wording right. That's different, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I, you know, there's a couple times that I've texted you about yeah. a couple of things. <laughs> you're like, no, please don't tweet that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So, uh, what are some ways that people can win on social media? Uh, I, I'm thinking leaders and pastors that want to use it for good, uh, yeah. what are some ways that they can win? Well, I think just engaging people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I We've met a lot of people online before we've met them in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that We've got mutual friends that we know a lot more about that we've never even met, probably. Mm-hmm. Or we've met two or three times, hung out with two or three times. But we really know about one another because of online community yeah. through social media. I think that's the biggest win that you can have on social media is just the online community and the exhortation and just the, the friendships you can make with really you know without really ever having to met the person. Uh, so that's probably the, the the best way that you can engage social media is just uh, just the community that it brings for the the those of us that use it and and kind of get to know one another through an online community. Let's talk about blogging. So you and I have been blogging for a long time, and and well, I've know. had a blog for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know, you run. Uh, yeah, I've run so many other blogs. You that run. It's, it's hard for me to get into my own content because I'm so immersed in the other content. You run TomRainer.com. TomRainer.com. LifewayPastors.com as well. Yeah, and so you. You kind of know what content works, what doesn't work. If you, you know, if you're talking to the 
the average pastor or executive pastor or leader of an organization, first of all, should they have a blog? I mean, is it is it like they're missing something if they don't? What do you recommend? I think you're missing something as a local pastor if you don't have some kind of outlet, whether that be mm-hmm. you know, a Facebook page where you're posting short snippets mm-hmm. or a blog where you're posting more substantive content. Mm-hmm. Just because you have an opportunity to shepherd your people throughout the week, not just on Sunday mornings for an hour. You have a, a, an opportunity to to meet with them and get into their lives every day of the week through your blog. And, and a lot of pastors say, well, you know, I don't have the content. Pastor, you're creating two or three sermons a yes. week, probably. You've got content. You just got to think about how to use that content. And uh, a friend of mine, Daryl Girardier, is, he's probably the best yeah, at Darryl. explaining yeah. how pastors can use it. You can check out his website, Daryl Girardier. Uh, find his website, and and that he does a good job of teaching pastors how they can take their content that they're already generating and putting that online to shepherd their people throughout the week. We'll put that link on, on the podcast page. I know Daryl. He's a good guy. I, I think, too, I know when I'm pastored, like, sometimes it's a way, even beyond just taking your sermon content, like, if there's a way to explain yeah, to your go people, deeper. You know, maybe something you couldn't really yeah. go into in your sermon. Let's say you're making a policy change or, like, mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, it's, it's kind of a confusing passage and you say, you want to lay out, kind of, here's what I'm thinking here mm-hmm. to kind of get your yeah. people ready. That's very helpful. A lot of times you have a lot more research that you can get into a 30-minute mm-hmm. sermon. Yeah. So, you, you you know, things fall on the cutting room floor, so to speak. Yeah. Your blog is a great place for that info. You know, you can even mention it in the sermon. Hey, this is what this means. I'll, I'll have more information about this on the blog this week. You can check it out. There's nothing wrong with mentioning your blog in your sermon. Yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and actually, that's helpful because it, it tells the people, all right, I'm not just getting 30 minutes a week from our pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get something every day of the week. And, and he's putting stuff there that'll help me engage the content that I hear on Sunday. We always hear from pastors about they wish their members and their, their church members would you know, know more about the passage or the sermon throughout the week, not just, you know, leave and forget it. So using your blog as a tool to to get into the minds and into the lives of your members and your constituency throughout the week, whether it be an organization or a, a pastor of a church, is a great way to do that. And you even see where pastors have done well like Q&A, right? Like... Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether video or blog, and that's something I want to get into next when we talk about podcasting. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Well, you can use you can use a blog or a podcast. Yeah. You could take say you're preaching something. You know, mm-hmm. you've got a sermon series, and you're going to be answering questions. Yeah. Throughout the week, or throughout the, the sermon series, the blog is a great place to do that. You can do some of that in the sermon. I, I've seen a few churches try to do live Q and A at the end of the sermon. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that that format may not be the most helpful or the most most beneficial for your church, yeah. and your blog can become the outlet for that. So send me in your questions during the sermon. If you think of anything or have a question about something, I say I'll answer them on my blog this week. Use a Google Voice phone number so they can just text them in, or an email yeah. you know, for the church, you know, info at yourchurch.com or something like that, or pastor Q&A at yourchurch.com, something like that, that you can use. And you can answer those questions during the week, and that's that's perfect blog material. It's just just thinking of ways to generate that blog material, and the people will use it. And if you start answering questions, I think you're going to see a lot greater affinity from your church members as a pastor. There's a church in in Dallas, uh, Watermark Church. I, I don't know if you're familiar with them. I'm not. He he does uh, a Q and a video Q and A, and I'm thinking of you know a lot of these church. If you're, if you're a church and you have a video yeah, team, if you've got the resources, you've for got it, a go video for it. team, and you're videoing on Sunday. It's not that hard to set up a room and have a pastor do a, like a Q and A thing on yeah. tough topics, and it not only helps the church, right, but maybe a broader audience. You know, there's young pastors that are 
trying to figure out questions, they might be able to go and yeah. get some good well, feedback. Well, that's the same thing. I mean, and even if you wanted to not do video, I mean, setting up an audio equipment mm-hmm. and just having a dedicated place where you can just pull it out and yeah. and set it up and just start recording, you can do the same kind of thing. And, and if you're just doing Q&A with a pastor where he's got a list of questions in front, of him, in front of him, that's something easy that he can do by himself, just hit record, hit stop. Yeah. You know, it's pretty simple. So I want to talk about podcasting, yeah. and uh, you're the king of podcasting. I don't know about that. Um, and <laughs> you you are the co-host, or the host, however you talk about, with Rainer on Leadership. Yep. One of the top Christian podcasts, right? It is. Um, if I can be so humble to say well, so. Well, it is. I mean, it is what it is. Um, you're not being like, you know, Trump or anything. You're you're actually touting real uh, yes. accomplishments. I have numbers to back it up. Yeah. We have so, not declared bankruptcy four times. Yeah, that's that's good. So, or um, try to put casinos in Florida. Yes, don't do that. No, we haven't done that. <laughs> um, one of the things I think that's so helpful... F- why the podcast is so popular? It's so helpful because you're 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 fitting a niche of leadership of like helpful questions and answers on actual issues yeah. pastors and leaders are facing. Yeah. So you guys have had you know how to do a funeral or how to do a leadership transition. How do you plan for this? Um, is is that kind of you think the secret to the success that you have a an actual you know purpose and here's what we're we're doing? Yeah. Well, for us, whenever we started two and a half years ago in April of 2013. We started the podcast, and the hole in the market was there was nothing but preaching podcast for Christians online. Mm-hmm. There was business leadership, there was preaching, but there wasn't like a mix of church and leadership. That church leadership podcast. There was no Kerry Newhoff. There was no uh, Tom Rainer. You know Rainer on leadership. There was mm-hmm. no Five Questions with Barnabas Piper and Todd Atkins. There was no uh, Andy Stanley on leadership. There was no Matt Chandler leadership podcast. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was just your sermon audio. So we we set out and we're like, you know, there's this big hole and this is what we're doing on the blog, you know, mm-hmm. giving this leadership advice for the, the local church. And, and at that time, we were doing a lot more just general leadership, maybe even business leadership, you know, lay leader leadership type stuff. And so we started doing that with the podcast and we just said, you know, we're going to come and tackle a blog post because at that time it was just once a week and we we're just going to do go deeper into a blog post maybe on a local church issue. And the more we did, the more we got feedback from pastors about how much it was helping them just to kind of explain things more. You can have comment sections, but comment sections a lot of times for blog posts, they, they turn into flame wars, and <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible. it's where common sense goes yeah. to die. Yeah. So we used the podcast to kind of go deeper into yeah. some of those blog posts and really explain them more. And what we saw was a, a huge feedback from the listenership because... They wanted that. They started submitting questions. You know, what about this? What about that? So we started getting ideas from the listeners, and that's turned into blog posts. That's turned into podcasts. And then we went to two a week in January of 2015. We do a Tuesday podcast, which is purely practical ministry. You know, how to blank, Mm -hmm. how to overcome Mm -hmm. blank, how to get around this, you know, how Mm -hmm. to start this in your church, how to do evangelism. Uh, we recorded a great podcast yesterday. I really enjoyed that one on relational evangelism. Mm. Just some practical how-tos. Here's five you know, things. Nine things yeah. on what – this is the way you can do relational evangelism yeah. in your church. And these people are asking for it, so we're trying to meet that need. There's a felt need there. But at the same time, we were providing it in a way that it's easy to consume, 20, 25 minutes. 
You can do that while you're going around doing hospital visits. You can do it on your commute. Mm -hmm. So we've got people that are lay leaders. We've got pastors listening. We've got ministry leaders listening. All kind of people. We're doing you know thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads a week. It's blowing my mind. I never thought it would be to the to the level it is now. And it's you know constantly one of the top twenty five podcasts in iTunes. Well, it's a it's a great podcast. I encourage everyone to go subscribe to it. Um, and, and this is one thing I wanted to ask you about podcasting. It seems now like. We're kind of in a golden era. Oh yeah, There's we're in no a golden era, not just you know. And we got in on the ground floor too. That was that was just pure luck on our end. Golden era for audio content mm-hmm. uh, because everyone's got commutes. Everyone's you know. You know, there's no there's no reason now to like do a mundane job and not get through it with a podcast, like no. like washing the dishes, the or iPhone mowing has, the lawn. iPhone and Wi-Fi have changed the game. Oh, it absolutely has. Because when the iPhones first came out, we didn't have Wi-Fi as prevalent as we do now. Now and you every, had to go sync it. Yeah, yeah. And everybody has Wi-Fi now, and you can download you're it through flying, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. If you travel yeah. a lot, you're if you're driving. Like I, I'm to the point. I love podcasts so much. Like. I want to have somewhat of a commute so I can, you yeah. know. I think one one thing that's interesting, it seems like niche, I want to say niche, but like podcasts that have a very specific purpose mm-hmm. seem to be doing well, right? Yeah. Uh, like your, your podcast, like where else can you go to find specific, you know, tips on doing, like, it's not just leadership. Like, there's no. a lot of podcasts from a, you know, 50,000 foot yeah, leadership theory. perspective, you know, which is great, but like, how do I actually do this? And it seems like these are, Pretty prevalent. You have like history podcast or yeah. you know different things. Um, is you think that's the future for podcasting, where you have to have a very? Uh, I would specific- hope so because I think it allows different voices in very niche areas to to have uh, have mm-hmm. a platform. Uh, I like the fact that you can, if whatever your hobby or interest may be, you can go and find a dozen podcasts. Some of them may be terrible, and you know don't listen to them. You try mm-hmm. them once and you're like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to this, but. You're going to find a good one. You're going to find a golden yeah. one. And it's also the same time that if you've got a good, unique voice on something uh, and a, a unique take, you can mm-hmm. have a successful podcast if you do it well. I'm thinking for seasoned leaders, you know, to to do well. So, like, one thing that, you know, why the Rainer one works, to, to go back to that, is that, you know, Dr. Rainer's got all this vast experience, so you're just picking his brain. Oh, yeah. Just tapping into things. it. That's yeah. all it is. And it, how, how great is that? What is the future of podcasting and this kind of technology? Anything that we should be looking out for that we're not thinking about right now in terms of where this is going? I don't know. Um, I think what we might see in the future, and I think we're already seeing it some with the the Apple car yeah. uh, integration with the uh, the iPhones, that you're, you're going to see more of podcast availability on demand, not only in the car, but I think also you're going to start seeing that through your cable or internet providers on your TV. Mm-hmm. And I think people are going to be able to see that. And I think that's also going to lead us to more of a, a video-type-based podcast, which basically be TV shows, talking TV shows, talking head things. Mm-hmm. We already see that some on YouTube. People have YouTube channels. They've been doing that for a while. I think we'll see more of that. Yeah. Uh, that may be the future, you know, video type podcast, which are basically YouTube channels with, you know, dialogue yeah. or whatever. But I, I think that may be something. And then I think also at some point we're going to start seeing dynamic podcast content. When, and what I mean is right now, if you put an ad in your show in a podcast, it's there. You've got to go and re-edit that podcast. But I think in the future we, we're going to see some dynamic advertising p- capabilities in podcast audio where you can – Drop in some sort of audio tone or code or something where it'll create, you know, 
dynamic play, ads. So you can have if like a Google ad thing where kind of play, play this at five oh five. Yeah, yeah. And you'll have just, a Google ad at five oh five, and it's going to play an ad based on your tailored choices mm. as a listener, not just the provider. So I can put ads in my podcast and not have to worry about going out and find some. I'll have somebody like a Google Ads mm-hmm. that is going to sell the ads, and I'll just put them in there, and yeah. if it matches my content, I get paid for it. So, Or even platform-based, like if, say, you're on a Pandora type thing. Yeah, yeah you can be on our platform, but we're yeah. going to – yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that may be the future, because at the end of the day, it, it kind of comes down to monetization. Yeah. What about car integration? I mean, here, I think the one obstacle for podcasts – you and I are pretty savvy. You know, we plug in our iPhone to our car. It's whether yeah. you have a Bluetooth or either, a, either Bluetooth or, or an auxiliary cable or yeah. auxiliary cable. But still, a lot of people like for, like my wife or people that aren't as tech savvy. You know, it's still you got to flip on the radio and listen to. You just call your wife channel. out on your podcast, man. Well, she will admit that she's tech, <laughs> not tech savvy. But yeah. even like older generation or people like they don't know. I talk to them. I'm like, you can actually podcast. Oh, I don't know. You can do that. You yeah. think the car integration will get so easy? That, I think so. That it won't be, you won't even have to find your yeah. cable and all this. It'll once, just be... once we get the Wi-Fi, the, the mobile Wi-Fi is going to be the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we can get that to where, you know, you have a car radio that's tapped into your AT&T plan or something mm-hmm. or your Verizon plan or whatever, and you yeah. have a certain amount of Wi-Fi or a certain amount of mobile data usage mm-hmm. that you can use in your car, which is just weird to me. Yeah. But um, I think we're getting to that. That's the inevitable next step, I think, for car audio. Uh, but at the same time, radio industry doesn't want that. Because what do they want you listening to yeah. whenever you're in your car? Radio. Radio. Yeah. That's the last stronghold for them, I mean, yeah. really. I mean, well, I mean, that is their stronghold. That's I mean, all they got left yeah. is the car. Because we don't listen to radio at the office anymore. We don't listen to the radio around the house. We flip on Pandora or yeah. uh, you know, iTunes music or anything like that. So the radio industry, I think they'll fight that hard. But I think it's inevitable because the consumers are going to demand my audio on my car, not just whatever I'm given by the radio industry. I want to be able at some point to just take my iPhone and get in my car and pop it into a thing. And it just, it's... I'm I'm shocked that hasn't happened yet. You know know what I mean? I pop it in and maps or audio content and I speak and it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fully integrated. Yeah, it just just pop it in there to some dock, like... You know, and maybe you choose your dock. You buy your new car, and it's, do you need an Apple dock or do you need an Android? You know, yeah. boom. And then it's integrated. Yep. Like, why don't we have that yet? I want that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you this... invent it. But uh, the radio industry, it's all a conspiracy, yeah, man. It is. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. anyways, this has been good stuff on podcasting and blogging and social media. Jonathan, appreciate you joining me. And uh, everyone needs to go check out Rainer on Leadership. It's a great podcast. And by the way, I forgot to plug your other podcast. Yeah, SBC This Week. Which is if you are so if you work for an SBC entity, or if you pastor an SBC church, or if you're just a Southern Baptist, or even if you're not, and you're interested in what's happening in the largest Protestant denomination, mm-hmm. you really need to listen to this really good breakdown of, of things going on, good yep. uh, and different, and all. We'll keep all you up to date trends. Yeah, so one stop news source, I think, audio wise at least, yep. and to my knowledge, the only. The only. SBC podcast out there talking yes. SBC news. Absolutely. So, so thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thanks, and, Dan. Uh, we'll look forward to, uh, to hearing all those things.
I want to thank my friend Jonathan Hoff for that great conversation on podcasting and blogging and writing and social media. Really good stuff. If you have an opportunity to check out his website, it's uh, howoriginal.com. We'll have links to that on the podcast page on danieldarling.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you let us know by sending us an email, wayhome at erlc.com, or writing a review on iTunes? Uh, Also, don't forget to check out Evangelicals for Life, this great event we're partnering with, Focus on the Family and CareNet in Washington, D.C. in January, January 21st and 22nd. We'll have information there on danieldarling.com, including information about a coupon code where you can save 20% off. But for now, thank you for listening to The Way Home Podcast.